I'm going to read out of 1 Samuel chapter 30 first. And we're going to start with verse 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. Verse 2. And had taken the women captives that were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Now, can I say that again? They wept until they had no more power to weep. And I'm going to skip down to verse 6. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And I want to stop there. And you can be seated tonight. I want you just to picture in your mind what's happening here. David comes back to a place that's supposed to be familiar to a place that's supposed to be home, to a place that's supposed to be safe. And he gets back, and everything's been burned with fire. It's been totally destroyed. And not only that, but they took their women and children. Now, let me tell you something. You want to get me fired up real quick, you go messing with my girls. Y'all with me? You, you want to you wanna go get me fired up real quick? Go messing with my girls. So David comes back, and he's got all the people that's been out with him. And when he gets back, everything's gone. And the Bible says that David was grieved. He was so tore up, they all wept until they couldn't weep no more. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever been to a place and dealing with something so much that you couldn't weep no more? The Bible says David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him. I mean, you know that when church people are around you, they all happy and supportive on Sunday morning when the praise team's doing awful good, but when it gets rough, well, this is your fault. If you had not brought us here, if you had not brought us here, we wouldn't be going through this. And all the men that was with David, they were aggravated with him. They was thinking, well, if I hadn't have been with you, I'd have come home and things would, could be different. 
and they spake of stoning David, taking him out. Have you ever been in a place where you doing God's work and people want to take you out? They want to they wanna knock you out. Have you ever been in the heat of the battle and doing everything that you know you can do for God and living right and putting all your effort into it and you come back home and everything's burnt down and the most precious things to you have been taken away? Have you ever felt like that? Let me tell you something, church. We on a move here at Walton, and God's doing great things. But the devil's not happy. I said the devil's not happy. When, when people are getting saved just about every Sunday, and when lives are getting turned around, and people who are living so grotesque and so awful and addicted to drugs and alcohol and, and perversion and all kinds of different things, and they come walking in the door, and Jesus sets them free. Oh, the devil gets mad. David, he asked the Lord, he said, should I go conquer? Should I go after them? Now, you've been out at a place with a bunch of men who's ready to take you out because they've been with you and they've lost everything because of you. And now you ask the Lord, Lord, should I go? Should I go pursue? And the Lord says, go. Now you got to tell the men, we, we got to go, go get our women and children. There's been times, and there will be times, that we have to get ourselves together, no matter how bad it looks, and still keep going. I said, no matter how bad it looks, we got to keep going. And sometimes we got to look and say, okay, people, we got to march on. They might all get upset, but if God says pursue, it's time to pursue. I said, if God said it's time to pursue, it's time to pursue. Let me tell you something. I could easily give up and lay my stuff down and say, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's too hard. I got too much going on. And I've even thought that the past few months. I, I may, maybe I just need to sit down and, and, and take a break and, 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 not, and not do this anymore for a while. Oh, but every time I lay down and go to bed, the, the Lord's just putting it in my spirit, pursue, pursue. I don't know if you've ever been in a place when it's bad and desolate and the Lord speak to you and say, pursue. When you're laying in bed on Sunday morning and, and you don't feel like getting up and going to church and, and, and the whole family's fighting and everything just seems like it's going to pot and the Lord says, pursue, go. And we all know the story, David pursued and he overcame. So I want to talk to you tonight that it's time for us to pursue. I said it's time for us to move on from our p 
pitiful place that we're in in pursuit. Let me tell you something. I'm talking from experience. I could easily give up. And I was so aggravated the other Wednesday night, and, and I told Brother Davey this, and, and i kind of ashamed that I even said it. But I said, Davey, I'm tired. I'm tired of everybody else getting blessed in our ministry, and I'm still fighting. Oh, have you ever felt like that? Maybe y'all not hear me. I'm going to come back here to where y'all at. I said, have you ever been fighting and fighting and fighting and you look back at home and it's all destroyed? That's the way I felt a little bit here lately. Yes, God's moved for me and yes, God's done great things for me. Oh, and I thank him for doing it. But when you look back and everything ain't built the way it was, when you look back and and you're not got the, the same people that once was there, and, and things are different. It's so easy at that point just to give up and say, I'm not going any further. But the Lord is saying, pursue. Pursue. Why do I need to pursue? Why do you need to pursue? Oh, it's, it's good to come into the house of God when the presence is flowing in it. And it's so easy to, to move into all that and, and to be into all that. Oh, but, but, but when you get into the heat of the battle and the devil's telling you just give up, what you're doing is not worth it. What you having to fight for every time you get up in the morning and when you have to look at that devil every day, it's no use in going. But the Lord is saying pursue. Pursue. Sunday morning I got up and, and we was going to preach. And I probably had about the worst morning that I've had in such a long time. I couldn't get to where we was going on time just fighting. And I mean the devil was fighting, fighting, and fighting us. And the thought even crossed my mind, maybe I should just go home because today ain't the day. But the Lord said, Pursue. Oh, let me tell you, I looked at my wife and I said, Alicia, the devil's just fighting us. Now, we wasn't fighting between us. You just, we just had a morning. And I said, Alicia, we, we still going and we're not going to let the devil whoop us. Because how many knows that, that when you push forward, when you keep going, God moves for you and he'll, he'll begin to step in and do great things for you. There's so many things that hinder us from keeping on and pursuing what God's got for us and what he's wanting us to do. We get the mentality that we want God to do everything, and he does do everything, but he also wants us to make the step forward to go, knowing that he's making a way. I said, God wants us to make the initiative to go forward and pursue. When all looks hopeless and when all looks awful and when all looks destroyed, he wants us to make the initiative to go. But the devil paints this big pretty picture and he says, don't you see? that all this is destroyed? Don't you see that, that everybody's against you? Don't you see they're getting ready to take you out? 
Don't you see all these things? And we've got this struggle in our spirit. Either pursue or just accept the facts. Either pursue or just accept the facts. Let me tell you something. If you're any kind of Christian, you better not accept the facts that you're dealing with right now. Can I say that again? I said if you're any type of woman or man of God, you better not accept the facts that you're dealing with right now. Because let me tell you something. I'm not going to stay here. Oh, y'all not helping me preach. I said, I'm not going to stay here, and you're not going to stay here. But yet we're going to pursue because God's got great things. God's got works for us to do. Oh, we're not going to stay here in Ziklag. I don't know about y'all, but I got me some Amalekites to go after. I said, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not staying at Ziklag. I got me some Amalekites to go after. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not, I'm not staying in the land of sickness where it's destroyed and burnt down, but I got me some Amalekites to go after. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not staying in the place of financial distress because uh, I've, I've got me some Amalekites to go after. Oh, I, I'm not staying in the place of failure tonight. I've got me some Amalekites to go after. Oh, God, God's called me to be a soul winner. I, I'm going after some souls. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm not staying in the place of failure. If God said go, we're going. If God said go get a tent, guess what? We're getting a tent. If God said go do this and go do that, I've got me some Amalekites to go after, and I'm going. I'm going to pursue. Oh, we need to put the devil on notice and say, devil, you better take ear because God's called me to pursue. Not only has he called me to pursue, but yet he's anointed me to pursue. Oh, that's why he fights you. That's why he paints the big old pretty picture and dirty picture of, of all your failures and all your faults and tells you a million reasons as to why you can't pursue. Oh, but you got some Amalekites to go after. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I feel good tonight. I feel good tonight. I, I, I told the Lord coming to church tonight, I said, uh, I'm, I'm not staying here. I said, I'm not staying here. I'm going to pursue. I'm going to keep going no matter what. I'm, I'm going to pursue. I'm going to keep going because Jesus has called me. He's anointed me. Let me tell you something. What I seen Saturday night here, up here at this altar, it set me on fire so much. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was telling my wife going home, I said, did you see everything that happened in, 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 that, in that building tonight? Did you see what God was doing? I said, there's something going on. There was even more going on here than what I initially thought. Oh, God's doing something. Oh, we pursuing. We pursuing. That's why so many of you in here have been fighting different things. 
is because God has got great things in store for every person in here and different types of ministry that's represented in this place because the devil knows if you get a glimpse of what it means to go after an Amalekite, oh, you he knows that he can't hold you, he can't stop you, he can't do anything to hinder you because when God calls you and he anoints you and you know that he's called you and anointed you, oh, he knows that he can't do nothing with it. Oh, glory be to his name. I said the devil can't do nothing with somebody that knows who their God is. Can't no, no devil do nothing with that. I told Brother Keith Saturday night I felt 10 foot tall and bulletproof. When God starts moving, you can get it done then. When, when God shows up on the scene, he makes a way and does, does things. He gets it done. But we start worrying about our feelings and what we feel and what we see. And I'm preaching to myself tonight. We look and, and we see things that are not what God promised. And let me tell you something. Just because you see something that's not what God promised does not give you the authority, nor does it give you the right to throw in the towel and give up on God. I think that's worth saying again. I said just because you don't see what God has promised does not mean or give you any right or authority or feeling or anxiety, whatever, to quit. You anointed and called by God. And if you stick with it, God's going to move and he's going to make a way, and great things are going to start happening in your life. And I'll guarantee you one day you'll look back and say, I don't know how in the world God did it. Oh, I don't know how in the world he moved, but he done it for me. And you're going to be sitting around telling somebody. You might be on the stage somewhere telling, let me tell you what Jesus done for me. Let me tell you what Jesus done for me. 2 Corinthians verse 10, starting with verse 3, says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I know things happen in this world, and I know things happen to our health and our finances and different things. That's life. Life happens. And the devil comes at us and tries to do different things and tries to take us out. But though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Can I give you a little insight real quick? Though we are of the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We got to get spirit-minded. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty who through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. 
so many things that come up in our lives and different things that, that we deal with. These imaginations come against what God has said about our lives and what God has promised in our lives and what He said He's going to do in our lives. And we throw up our hands and say, it's not worth it. Just because you see it happening in the flesh does not mean God's not moving for you in the spirit realm. Oh, I wish you could feel what I'm preaching tonight. I said, oh, there's a spiritual realm, and sometimes you got to move out of the flesh realm and reach right into the spiritual realm and touch Jesus. Oh, and look, in, look into the spiritual realm and watch God move for you, and He's moving. Oh, if you look in the flesh, you're not ever going to see God moving. Oh, but, but when he opens those spiritual eyes uh, and you see God moving in the background through all of your situation and through all of your pain, you see God doing a great work in the background. Oh, you're going to get something done then. Casting down imaginations and everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. you got to cast those imaginations down. You got to cast those feelings down. You got to cast those pains down. Brother Keith, you got to cast those realities down. You got to cast that anxiety down. Oh, you got to cast money problems down. Everything that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. They will definitely exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. All those things will tell you every single time that God's not ever going to move, God's not ever going to do anything, and you're just going to have to deal with this the rest of your life. Oh, but I don't know about you, but I've got me some Amalekites to pursue. Oh, my goodness. I said, I don't know about you. Lord, if I could run, and I might try here in a minute. I, I don't know about you, but it, I've got me some Amalekites to pursue, and I'm not staying in Ziklag. Oh, but I'm going after. Y'all remember that old Pentecostal song? Well, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. Y'all remember that song? Some of you need to put your marching boots on tonight and say, Hey, devil, I'm coming. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed, missed a good time to Pentecostal shout right there. I said you need to put your boots on and say, Devil, I'm coming to your camp, and I'm going to take back what you stole from me. Lord, have mercy. He's not stealing my joy. He's not stealing my peace. He's not stealing what God's promised me. The only reason and the only way the devil can steal it and keep it and take it is if you give him the authority to do it. Let me, tell you, let me remind you what I said earlier. God's called you. He's anointed you. And you've got the power through Jesus Christ. Oh, I said you've got the power through him who's anointed you and called you and ordained you. And you don't have to be subject to the things of this world because it's not of the flesh, but it's of the Spirit. Our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Oh, my goodness. 
casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. My goodness, I might walk some pews tonight. Devil, I'm not going to stay here, but I'm coming. I'm coming after you. We need some Christians in here tonight that knows how to pursue to the enemy's camp and take back what the devil stole. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, but thanks be to God. I'm going to say that first part again. But thanks be to God, which give us the victory through who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to read that again. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. Gives you what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of our Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Oh, my goodness, I feel so good. I'm going to read that again. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain. I said your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So many times we keep doing the will of God and the work of God, and it, and it feels like our labor's in vain. As Brother Davey puts it, sometimes we got to push the cart up the hill. Oh, but when we get it to the top of the hill, and you will eventually, you can ride down the hill in the cart. Oh, I said you can ride down the hill in the cart. For as much as you know that your labor is not ever in vain in the Lord. I don't care uh, how long you've been doing it or what you've been doing it, and you think that everything that you've done for God is over. Your labor and your work is not in vain, but it's time for you to pursue some Amalekites. Uh, there's, time, there's time for you to pursue the enemy's camp because the Lord wants to restore and give back everything that the devil has stole from you. Oh, listen, I'm preaching to myself tonight. Oh, I said I'm preaching to myself tonight. I, I, I'm not staying in Ziklag, but I'm going to keep going. I sat down the other night. There's some ladies that we know that give my wife a set of drums. And I thought it'd just be some little cheap set. But I walked in the house the other day, and Alicia set up her drums. She had them all set up, set them up by herself. And it wasn't no cheap set. I said, my goodness. I said, Alicia, you going to play a song? She said, no, I'm not playing it. I got me some Amalekites to pursue. I don't know about you, but I got me some to go after. I said, that's okay. She's dead set. I'm not playing them in front of you. She said, I didn't want to play. I don't want to play in front of nobody right now. I was looking at a depressing devil, a devil that said, you can't play. But how many know she got a crazy husband that 
that knows how to pursue an Amalekite. I'm going back to the enemy's camp, and I'll take back what he stole from me. About 30 minutes later, I said, Alicia, you want to play a song? I'll get on the piano, the guitar, whatever you want. You play the drums. We'll, we'll sing a song. No. Oh, I'm going to take back. I waited about another 30 minutes. I said, Alicia, what's it going to take for me to get you to play the drums with me tonight? I don't know, but I'm not playing. Yeah. I said, devil, I'm coming after you. How many of know? I don't care what you go through. What the anointing teaches you. Okay, no man take it away. No catastrophe. I asked one more time. I said, can we play a song? She said, why, yeah. I sat down on the piano, Brother Keith. And whether the devil knew it or not, I was anointed and called and ordained by God, and I was coming to his camp because I'm not staying in Ziklag. And I started playing that song, He's an On-Time God. Well, she didn't like the first song I played. She said it was too slow. So I said, well, we'll Pentecostal it up just a little bit. And I started playing He's an On-Time God. I played through the first verse, and she just sat there and looked at me. But I'm going after some Amalekites, church. Have y'all ever done anything in faith and believing and knowing? I got to the course. I got to verse number two. And next thing I know, there was that same drummer playing the drums behind me. Not only playing the drums, but keeping beat. I said I was pursuing. Hey, I'm just telling you our story because the devil knows it's going to help set some people free. And, and as she was playing, I, I, I was watching her because I know a little bit about music. And all the same techniques and all the same things that I've seen her do before she was doing uh, uh, the other night at our house. And I'm going after some Amalekites. I'm not going to stay where I'm at. I said, oh, devil, you in trouble. You in trouble, you in trouble. Because what God's called us to do, there ain't a devil in hell that's going to stop us, that's going to hold us back. Uh, I said, we're going to still keep going. We're still going to get up here on Sunday morning, and we're going to sing. We, I don't care how bad it looks, what people might think. We're going to still keep going for Jesus. 